Welcome to Front Porch Confessional, your weekly Devo podcast. My name is Jeff Goki, and I am so happy that you have tuned in today. Welcome to episode 288, and welcome back to my front porch. Well, I tell you what, uh, life is really interesting, really fun. Um, what we're doing tomorrow, so I'm really excited about this, uh, our family, so we've been planning this for a while, but we have two trips, essentially, that our kids get to pick uh, throughout their lifetime. So uh, trip number one is when they turn 12. That's because they're moving into kind of those teenage years, and we get to have all those really fun conversations uh, <laughs> during that trip, but they get to pick in the lower 48, where do you want to go? So Ben picked uh, New York, Cooper picked Chicago, who knows? what Mika will pick she gets to pick this year which is pretty cool and then the second trip that they get to pick is once they graduate they get to pick a family trip and and it's really cool I mean Ben uh, picked Kauai and we did that trip on the cheap but it was pretty incredible awesome awesome time as a family after Ben graduated and then you know this year Cooper graduated praise be to God and we said, okay, dude, what do you want to do? It's your kind of graduation trip. What do you want to go after? And he's like our adventure kid. So, he, you know, we had thought like, oh, a surf trip or, you know, something like that. But he's like, you know what? I'm going to go to Oregon. And so we're going to Oregon. We're doing a 20-hour drive there starting tomorrow. Um, and we he's always wanted to stay at Airbnb. You know, they have these, like, tree houses. So we're staying at a tree house, and then we're staying basically in Cannon Beach, like right into the right in the woods, but, like, on the beach. It's kind of the uh, – that's one of those awesome things about Oregon. So – and the whole trip, like nothing else is planned. It's just going to be like pure adventure. So we're really excited as a family. So with that, uh, I will not be posting any episodes for a couple weeks because uh, we're going to be away and we're going to be adventuring to get, uh, together. And and I just want to disconnect and, and be with my family. Um, so I, I do really, really appreciate. Uh, there's so many of you who listen, are faithful listeners, and I appreciate you being patient with me in this season, which has felt uh, probably more busy than it's been in, you know, in a while, not bad busy, you know, there's a difference, not bad busy, a good busy, but yeah, I just think, you know, it's been a, a, like a busy, busy time, you know, Cooper graduating, you know, Suresh, um, uh, he was in town and then my dad came in town and then we made a transition, uh, made it brought in a new team member and, and then we have an event coming up for Phoenix one that I literally get done with vacation and roll right into. So it's just been kind of a, a busy season, not bad, but a busy season. So I thank you for being patient, uh, with me. And I also pay, thank you that, uh, for being patient, allowing me to rest with my family and, and just get away. So I'm really excited um, to start our road trip tomorrow, but um, excited to do this podcast now. Also, thank you so much for those of you who continue to give. Really, truly, it's a big deal, and it matters, and I'm so grateful for you, so thank you. Okay, our passage, uh, Isaiah 41.10, says this, So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous hand. I'll read it again. Isaiah 41.10. So do not fear, for I am with you. 
Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Now, this weekend, I got to teach my church, and it was a, it was a great time. It was a family Sunday, and so it was my first time doing a family Sunday. I think they do them, I don't know, maybe every, I don't know, two, three months really cool all the kids come in and and so I really wanted to I really wanted to teach in a way that would you know draw both kids and uh, a parent uh, in adults in and so it, that's always an interesting dynamic <laughs> and a gap to to kind of to to fill in you know to try to be able to bridge that gap but um, but I taught this passage in, in with Jonathan and his armor bearer and I taught you about this whole idea around perhaps. Well, what happened was is I, I got a ladder, but I got the tallest ladder that the church had. I just said, give me the tallest ladder. So they brought one out. I was like, you don't have one taller? So they brought out this enormous ladder. And so I just kind of scaled up on that thing and sat on top. And I was watching everyone freak out. And, I mean, during my talk when I was doing it, every I mean, I could see, like, people's panic, people's fear. Like, is he going to fall off? And I'm calm up there. I really am. Second service, it started to sway a little bit. I mean, had I fallen off, it would have made uh, for uh, a really not a good scene in front of a bunch of kids. But I didn't. And uh, But I could just watch people's fear in their eyes. And I started to think, you know, you know, one, the fear of heights is like a real thing. Patty, my wife definitely has that. I do not. And, uh, but I started thinking about fear in, uh, on the whole and started thinking like, man, I think it's the thing I'm, mo- one of the things I'm most concerned about in this leg of church history is for some reason we have just become, Christians have become a very fearful people. You know, fear of the future, fear of the economy, fear of politicians. I mean, just very fearful people. And so as I was working through my talk, I actually came to this passage and I was like, wow, this passage is so articulate. You know, Isaiah on the whole is just so articulate. He frames things in a way that we can really get our heads around. And this is such an articulate way to say uh, exactly, he's getting right to the point to a people who are kind of freaking out. They kind of lost perspective. They're like their their situation is not good. They're in, they're like, what do I do? Where do I go? You know, uh, we're in this captivity, and it has God abandoned, and, and it's got God saying through the prophet, "Hey, let me help realign you." And he's like, "Let's start here. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid." This is interesting. Uh, I, I did some research a while back for a, another sermon I was doing, and I found out that do like the idea of do not be afraid or fear not that that term is 365 times in the Bible. It's almost as if as the Spirit of God was like organizing all this span of thousands of years of putting the scriptures together. He's like, this one has got to be purposeful every single day. We have to wake up going, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. I've not been given a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power. That's you. That's me. Those who confess Jesus, that's our reality. That's our world. That's the water we swim in. And yet, it's fear just seems to be a go-to, a crutch in many ways. And it's an emasculating thing. I mean, many of you, as I'm talking right now, you're like, yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. 
overwhelmed and, and just so fearful. And so God, through the prophet Isaiah, is saying to the people, we have to start here, right? Don't be afraid. Fear takes your takes your eyes off, off off of God and it places you into earth. It places you into your circumstances. So I know a lot of you are going through really hard things right now. And what, what God would say to you in the midst of that is fear not. Fear not. And he says, listen, he's not just saying like a parent, like, hey, fear not. You know, grow up. Get over it. It's not that big a deal. It's not like we tend to you know, have a person in our mind and we just give that voice to God. You know what I mean? Like your mom, your dad or grandpa or grandma or, you know, or maybe a friend even. And and it's almost like, you know, for me, I always had this voice in my head like, what's wrong with you? You know, so it's like, stop, stop being afraid. That's not what he's saying. Like, listen to the next part. He's like, don't be afraid. Why? Well, for I am with you. How cool is that? Just stop for a moment and just, can we just say how cool that is? He's not just articulating um, these uh, thoughts, right? He's not just making these declarations like, hey, fear not, and then grow up and move on. No, he's like, fear not. I'm with you in that. I'm with you. I'm here with you. You know, like, take your eyes off of whatever is causing you all this despair and fix it on me because I am. And with you and I would imagine there are many of you who are really struggling right now and your eyes are just fixated on this other thing and he's like no no, no. I'm with you I'm not left you I'm not abandoned you I know it feels like that at times I am with you and then it's almost like he's like and so let me take this just another step further don't be dismayed you know don't be discouraged don't be so overwhelmed like it's okay like, I am with you. Don't be afraid. And then he goes this next level. It's like it just keeps getting better. I am your God. I'm your God. I see you. I'm with you. I know you. I cry when you cry. I hurt when you hurt. I grieve when you grieve. Like, I'm your God. You know, Hebrews, we go back to this passage all the time because it's so important. And Hebrews 4 just says, look, what a great high priest we have who sympathizes with our humanity, right? He, he knows what it is to be human, to break and hurt. And he's like, I'm your God. I'm with you. Don't be afraid. Don't be dismayed. And then let's keep moving forward. Not, well, I just stand in the, it's not only where I just like, you know, be this all sovereign God, almighty God, all powerful God. And a lot of times what we do is we abandon him to the beyond. He's like, no, 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 I'm here with you. And not only that, but if you can fix your eyes on me, here's what's going to happen. I'm going to strengthen you. I'm going to help you. Like this is what God wants to do for you. So what he wants to do for me. It's what brings him delight is that we're in the midst of despair. We're in the midst of confusion. We're in the midst of hard. What does he want to do? He wants to be with us. He wants to remind us that he is our father. He loves us. And not only that, but he wants to strengthen you. He wants to help you. Are you willing to ask for help? Are you willing to ask him to strengthen you? And I think what fear does, it becomes so emasculating. It just crushes the spirit. Some of you know exactly what that feels like. It just 
crushes the spirit. And what I think what Satan loves to do is he wants you to keep you in that space over and over. He wants you to be crushed. He wants you to be depressed. He wants you to be anxious. He wants you to feel like you can't move on. You can't do it because he gets your focus right there. He's like, this is perfect. This is right. Because what he doesn't want you to get is strength. He doesn't want you to get help. He wants you to feel helpless all the time. Meanwhile, God's like, I'm your God. Fear not. I'm with you. I want to strengthen you, and I want to help you. And not only that, I want to uphold you. And I'm not just going to uphold you to lift you up. No, no, no. I'm going to uphold you with my righteous hand. My righteous hand. You can bank on it. You can bank on it. It's the right thing. It's word. It's it, it. It's trust. You can trust it. It's holy. It's the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. And you can bank on it. And 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 God's like, look, just take this to the bank. It reminds me of Matthew six thirty three, where it says, "Seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. All these things will be added to you." Focus in on who he is, what's upholding you, what's strengthening you, what wants to help you. What He's not abandoning. He's here. He's with you. Focus on that. Focus on that. But don't focus in on the fear. The fear is going to continue to lie to you and to crush you. Because fear makes us lose focus. And if we can lose focus... Then Satan has, he's, this is what he did in the Garden of Eden. He helped Adam and Eve lose focus. Instead of trusting in God's sovereign plan, they lost focus. And as a result of that, just hot hid, depravity, pain. And this is exactly what Satan wants you to do. So when he can get you to fear and focus in on the fear you're just gonna you're not gonna be able to see God. You're not gonna be able to feel the strength and see the strength and the help and all those different things. That's what he wants you to do. So the question is, uh, pretty simply, what is causing you to focus on fear? What is causing you to focus on fear? Because what Isaiah is coming back to us so beautifully right here is to say like this: I'm with you. Don't be afraid. I'm your God. I'm strengthening you. I'll hold you up. I'm going to hold you up with my right, righteous right hand. Take it to the bank. I'm your God, and you are my son. You are my daughter, and I see you in the midst of your hurt and despair, and I love you. So, Heavenly Father, see us in the midst of our brokenness and our fear and renew our spirit every day according to your riches and your glory. So take a breath, reflect, and believe that the God of the universe is near to you in your own heartbeat. Until next time, cheers.